0: Neal deep in the post, lots of contact there. Oh, what a block by Wallace. What, what a jump ball. He's down for 12 12-8, 7-38. playing the first one. first from Rodney. Stuck into the rim. Countdown, baby, and a foul. Reggie inside for Andre. And a dynamite dunk. Hello, Pistons fans. Welcome to another edition of the Palace of Pistons podcast. We are back and fully loaded with the crew today. Brendan Johnson, Aaron Johnson, Ryan Pay returns from the flu. And uh, you know, we're at full strength. We're playing well, we're podcasting well. The Pistons, on the other hand, not so much. They're five and sixteen since December first. Did you know that? Five and sixteen, and a team that looks to be just in total disarray, Aaron. Well, before we get into Pistons Talk, all i got to say is, Ryan, thank God you are back. I cannot do another week of this podcast with just Brendan. Uh, Oh, because Brendan cooked last week. Just cooked him. Thank you for coming back. I'm glad you're healthy. Um, You don't get many more sick days, so You're on a limit. Oh, thanks. Um, You know, I can't deal with Brendan just one-on-one. It's a little bit too much. You know, if you actually, Ryan, went back and listened to the pod, though, again, and you really listened to the points that Aaron make and I made... And then you kind of watch the team play the next four games after the pod. I mean, it's kind of grossly obvious it's time to blow it up. Just like 56% of our Twitter poll uh, viewers decided to vote yes on blowing it up. So thank you to Pistons Twitter for finally coming through a little bit, seeing some reality, some understanding, and voting yes. 56% 56% of you My heart feels you You feel me It's fantastic I'm hey, so happy Hey an upset win Happens every once in a while I'm not bothered I'm just
1: surprised uh, Aaron's people Went against him You know I never thought We'd see the day The turd It's the turd That Aaron wouldn't Win a Twitter poll And all this, <laughs> and Aaron
0: you know Just he's over there Acting like he's The big deal Slowly but surely We're just reeling People I know. over to the Realistic side Grinding them down Grinding them down I'm okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, Pistons are not okay after a loss to the Sacramento Kings, 112-102 last night. That's fresh off a loss to the Lakers as well in L.A., 113-100, right in front of their owner, Tom Gores. We're going to get into that. Uh, There's a few interesting things going on. You know, Pistons Twitter and thoughts that people have. But let's just kind of look at you know the, the beginning of this road trip. And there's a handful of topics to get in with that alone. But, you know, the Pistons blew two games at home after they beat Memphis on January 2nd. And they had an opportunity to beat Utah, and I think they blew that San Antonio game. San Antonio just played better than them, but that's a game the Pistons could have came out and played harder and won. But then to go on the road and again drop the first two games of the road trip after a tough road trip the last time, you know, that was like the end of December, early January road trip, it's just a tough look for the Pistons right now. And again, since December 1, which includes that win versus Golden State at home, 5-16, and 16, there's problems here, Aaron. Yeah, there's a lot of problems with this team. Um, you know, I wrote for, I wrote an article on PalaceofPistons.com that came out on Thursday about Ish Smith. You know, I talked about how he's going to help the Pistons when he returns, but at the end of the day, he doesn't solve the issues that really lie within this team. Uh... From rotations, to offensive scheme, to lack of talent, to lack of shooting, to defensive intensity, to rebounding, caring about going towards a rebound. There are just problems all throughout this team. It starts with Dwayne it really starts with Tom Gores, but I guess the, the real way to say it would, I guess would be, was, it start with, starts with Dwayne Casey and goes roster through. There are a lot of issues with this team. I think the biggest thing right now is no one knows how to score the basketball. The offense is a mess. Whether you believe they run a good offensive scheme or not, they are just not scoring the basketball. So either the scheme isn't working or the players just aren't good enough. Personally, I think it's a mix of both. I think the scheme just doesn't have enough action within it. I think it's pretty simple, but I also think maybe it has to be simple because this team just isn't that good. So. I just can't believe we're here, you know, midway through January. We were talking about this team as, you know, if they really do what they want to do, they can host a playoff series. And they are outside of the playoffs right now with teams like the Brooklyn Nets and Orlando Magic ahead of them. And I just think, or I don't know if Orlando's ahead of them, but Brooklyn's ahead of them. And Orlando's right in the ballpark with them. And I just think that's absolutely pathetic for a team that has Blake Griffin and Andre Drummond, two maxed out players. They have the reigning coach of the year. They have a ton of money put into this team. And this is where they are. I think it's absolutely embarrassing. And it's an indictment on the way that Tom Gores, which again we're going to talk about, has put together this team. There has to be changes. And I guess we're going to talk about that too. But hopefully they're coming soon.
1: Boys, Aaron, I think you're right here. No, you are right when you say it's a mix of both scheme and talent. Uh, These are not the right players for the type of system Dwayne Casey wants to run. And for as much credit as we gave Stefanski and his boys in the offseason, about how we thought they put together a decent offseason for what they could do, maybe this offseason is a complete failure. Alright? Yes, Dwayne Casey is the reigning coach of the year, but don't you have to understand your personnel on your roster? You you have to understand how cash-strapped you are against that luxury cap and that salary cap. To know you're not going to be able to make a ton of moves. Mm -hmm. So you have to go through the roster you're going with. And to see... You have to be able to see... In your scouting report of a coach... That hey... The system he runs... Is not going to match up with the personnel... We have on our roster. And that's something that clearly did not get done. So... To go back for as much credit as we gave Stefanski and his boys... Because we did on this podcast... We said hey... It wasn't the best offseason... But for what they could do and how late they moved, Tom Gorris got everything going with this team, we felt they did a pretty bang-up job for it. But now you look, and clearly missteps were taken. Scouting report on a coach was not taken properly. Maybe it turns around still. Hey, he's halfway through his first year, and it can change. But I'm not sure if it will.
0: I'm not either. And I think Aaron, you were gonna kinda of go this route. You know, you mentioned how it starts with Dwayne Casey, trickles through the roster. At the end of the day, this goes on Tom Gore. Because Tom Gorez, when he hired Dwayne Casey, I think Ryan, you make a good point that Detroit fans have not really talked about. Tom Gorez wanted a coach that was a you know, quote unquote proven winner. A guy that he thought could just come in here as the reigning coach of the year and just win. And Aaron, you talk about his system being so simple right now in Detroit. You know, I never watched Toronto film so closely that I could tell you the differences between what he's doing now and what he did there. But it felt like with a more dynamic roster, he was able to do some more creative things within that offense. And generate some more creative looks and not be so simplistic and predictable. Every time uh, down the floor, but at the end of the day, I'm sorry. This all goes on your owner, and there's there's a conversation that needs to be had as well about that Pistons game in Los Angeles, because you have your owner sitting in the front row, right at midcourt, and the team goes out. It's okay to lose, you know. I mean, it's NBA. You're not gonna win every game you play, no doubt. You're going to lose, you know, a, a fair amount of nights, especially when you're an average at best team like the Pistons. You might lose more nights than you win. But you had a chance playing a LeBron James list Los Angeles Lakers, a Rajon Rondo list Los Angeles Lakers. You know, fresh off of a couple days rest, in front of your owner, to go out, start the road trip hot, play hard, and fight for a win. And that looked like such a casual game of pickup basketball. It was just atrocious. And, you know, I heard some people talking about how they watched it, and it was just so incredible they couldn't stop watching the lack of effort. I was the other way around. I stopped. I couldn't handle it. When the Pistons were up at the end of the first quarter, and then L.A. goes on that hot run to start the second quarter, and all of a sudden's up like nine, and you're like, what the hell just happened? That's not okay. That's just not okay. In front of your owner, like, these guys obviously just don't care. They do not care. Because you know what, Ryan? You'd have to think if your boss is around, you're going to work just a little bit harder.
1: You would think. You would think if your team owner is in attendance, if that's a guy you enjoy playing for Mm -hmm. and enjoy working for, there would be a little bit of a spark. There would be some fire. And he's you not think, there every night. And he's not there every night because he lives in L.A. And his team is based in Detroit. So clearly there's a disconnect there. Aaron, I know you wanted to jump in on something.
0: Well, you heard. You guys both said how you don't know if it's ever going to get better with <laughs> Dwayne Casey. I just want to clarify my viewpoint on that. Is I'm not exactly happy with Casey, but I'm not giving up on him because... He is the reigning coach of the year. It did take him time in Toronto. And quite frankly, that roster in Toronto was so much better. Look at sure. the point guard play specifically. Mm-hmm. Kyle Lowry compared to Reggie Jackson. That's a big change. I know you guys aren't saying that. I just wanted to clarify. No, yeah. Point that, that. That's a
1: good clarification. I, we should clarify that. That it might not get better within the next year or two. Obviously, Rome wasn't built in a day. and Eventually, all the SVG money within the next two years will come off the books. And Dwayne Casey can work with the front office and build the roster in his image. Understandable. But at,
0: for the short term, right now, I, don't, I guess my point was I don't think it gets better. So we're hitting two years of mediocrity, and then SVG money comes off the books, and Reggie comes off the books, Andre comes off the books, John Luer, Langston Galloway come off the books. What direction do you go? You know, like that will really tell. Is Tom Gores committed to Andre Drummond? Are they going to re-sign him to another max deal? Well, that's the thing. Andre Drummond, for me, you know, we talk about who, where, where the fault comes on the roster, and we say it goes from the coaching staff or the owner all the way down. Andre Drummond's the second best player on this team, and he's just not played good basketball lately. I'm sorry. I know there are people out there that
1: will die for, will die for Andre
0: Drummond. They think Andre Drummond is this great player. And at times, he is. I think there is a good player in Andre Drummond. But there are also people saying Andre Drummond should be an all-star this year. Andre Drummond should not be an all-star this year. Let's just go back to his last two games. Even though I think he has... I don't know if he's had a good game recently. Against the Lakers. Six points, 16 rebounds. Two of 12 shooting from the field. Two turnovers. Yikes. Your second best player. 2-12 2-12 from the field. That's a guy that only shoots from the paint. And he's 2-12 from the field. Oh, He ripped a three. He ripped a three early in that game. He, well, He ripped
1: a few threes. Three yeah. of them, I think. And one of them was a half-court heave, but still. And, sure. And
0: then against Sacramento, no Blake. It's, it's got to go all through Andre tonight. 12 points, 11 rebounds. Most of those points came late, too, when the game was already out of hand. And Dwayne Casey, for some reason, had him in with six or so minutes to go. He had... Two assists, he had seven turnovers. Seven. Your center had seven turnovers. And you know how he gets some of those turnovers? He's bringing the ball off the court after a rebound. Mm-hmm. And he can't. He mm-hmm. shouldn't. He should you know, never do that. You know, I agree. possessions that kills? It kills like, him. Even if Andre gets the ball off the floor and is able to hand it off to Reggie Jackson, right, you had an opportunity probably to push the ball and, and to generate to get right into your offense, and instead, you've now wasted eight seconds of the shot clock bringing it across half court, handing it off to your point guard, waiting for him to get set within the offense, and then finally getting some action going. And all of a sudden, you're down to 15, 16 seconds to work with on the shot clock instead of having 20. They, he's just not played well lately. And I, I know Andre Drummond when, is a good basketball player. When
1: JaVel McGee and Willie Cauley-Stein are putting it on you there are issues and no one nobody nobody here is disputing andre drummer drummer Drummond, is a good basketball player has moments where he shows brilliance and can be very very good but he is not living up to that he is not playing like that in his entire career at some point we've got to stop giving excuses for the man At what point does he take the next step in his maturity and just play consistently good ball every night? I got a solution. Obviously, there's going to be off nights. But at what point does he become a consistent... And putting up 15 and 15 is great. But not the way he always does it. Sometimes it's just empty. It's empty. It's meaningless at
0: times. I got a solution for you. You know how I might play fresh every single night, at least for a short period of time. It's called a change of scenery. Get them out. Move them, Take a chance and move them. If you're the Detroit Pistons, don't waste the Blake Griffin era. Don't. You could get something valuable in return for Andre Drummond. Don't trade your first-round pick this year. Trade Andre Drummond. Get something valuable for him. Work your team around Blake. How about you develop some more wing shooting? How about you develop some more athleticism on the roster? Get a guy that can help you run the floor. Andre is freakishly tall, can put up a double-double for you, but you can't run the floor with Andre. He slows you down. Let's make this team more athletic. Let's build it more what Dwayne Casey's system can work with, where we can maximize Blake Griffin. Because... If you don't, and Aaron, we talked a little bit about this yesterday, at what point is Blake Griffin going to say, I'm out? I'm done. I don't want to be here. This isn't going to work. And I'm not spending the next four years of my career watching us never win a playoff game, never get, never even compete for an NBA championship, never even compete for an Eastern Conference championship. At what point does Blake say, I'm done. I'm out. I'm not doing this get rid of me, and he doesn't care what the Pistons have to do to make the contract move. He just won't show up to training camp. i will say, I'm done. So at what point do you have to move on, and do you have to tailor to your best player? Because when you look at the Pistons roster pre-Blake Griffin, right, He said, man, you have some good young pieces, Reggie and Andre, and Stanley is going to be something. You bring in Blake Griffin. That's supposed to be your over the top guy. And we're still sitting in the nine seed. We're like a half game out of the 11 seed. Come on now. Like, that's a problem. That's a problem. So, Aaron, you tweeted the other day the Pistons need to make a move. I don't remember if that was after the Lakers game. Or it, was last night. it was last night. It was last night. Okay. But you tweeted the Pistons have to make a move. Let's make the right move here. Let's make a move. And I know, Ryan, you got thoughts on this, and Aaron, you got thoughts on this. But Pistons Twitter even recognized it on the Twitter poll last week saying we need to blow it up. Make the right move. Try to blow it up. That's not going to happen midseason, by the way. That's an off-season kind of thing. Okay, that's where I was going to go with it, yeah. I it's think, an off-season I think, I think kind we of were all kind of, that's where all of our heads and ideas were at there. But... Do what's best for Blake Griffin. Because you got Blake. And you know what? If we're going to be paying max money to Blake or Andre, move Andre and keep Blake's max money. But the Blake and Andre pairing, I'm sorry, guys. It's not going to work. It's not. We've seen it. It's not going to work. I don't even know if it's necessarily Blake and Andre can't work. I Because it, it, it does. Well, Because then you can't put the surrounding pieces there. I think it's more so just Drummond lately just has not played well And has personally, in my opinion Looked like he just doesn't care mm-hmm.
1: That's been an issue his whole career And part of my thought is It's more than just making a couple simple moves There are have been some stalwarts Some guys who've been in that locker room For a very long time In terms of career years mm-hmm. Once you get past three years You've been there a while Drummond's been there for seven, eight years Reggie's been here for four now. Five? How long has it been? I think four. Four? four. They've been here for a while. That is the guard in the locker room. That is your consistent. Something needs to change in that locker room. There needs to be something fresh, something new. And it's not a knock on Andre Drummond as a bad player. He is a good player. I feel like we have to qualify that every time because people can't understand that. Andre Drummond is a good player. But sometimes you just need a change. We've been playing the Andre Drummond experience for seven, eight years, At whatever it's been. I don't even know anymore because it's all just running together for me. Mm-hmm. Sometimes a move needs to be made. And, Brendan, you brought up Aaron's tweet. Aaron, you were saying how the Pistons, for pride's sake, need to make a move. Here's kind of where I stand on that. And here's kind of my thought on it, not even really where I stand. I think the move this front office, their initial move, is the return of Ish Smith. I think that's their big move right now. I think they're going to see, they're going to give it 10, 12 games. How does Ish Smith readjusting the lineup, how does this team react? If they react positively, I don't think you really see any sort of move. Unless, it's, they,
0: a, unless it's a buy move.
1: I'm like, I mean, unless they've got a move they can't refuse. Any in-season move will be a buy move, unfortunately. I, 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 unless, it's, yeah, unless it's a move that can really put them over the top, they feel. But in general, I don't think they're going to make much of, a move, much of a move if they're doing well. If Ish Smith comes back, and let's say they continue on this streak and go 2-10 and 10 in those 12 games, I still really don't think they're going to make a move. I think they're pretty stand-pat this season on what they're doing. I think they're unintentionally almost tanking. They don't mean to, but they're trash. And I don't want them to move that first-round pick
0: anymore. No. This,
1: and if you want to make a big move in season, guess what's got to go? That first-round pick. pick. Mm -hmm. I don't want them to move that at this point. Aaron, you and I and Brendan have discussed that maybe this isn't the deepest draft class right now. I'm still not willing to give up that pick. The only move I would make in this season, if it goes bad, when after Ish Smith comes back, because like I said, I think that's where the front office heads at. That's our move. Ish Smith's coming back. We're gonna put the team back together. We were 13 and 9 with him. Let's ride it back. The only move I would make is I'm not re-signing Reggie Bullock this off-season. I love Reggie Bullock. That's not a re- knock on Reggie Bullock. He's a good shooter. I'm not paying him the money he's gonna want because that just keeps Detroit mediocrity getting tied up like that. I feel. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, go ahead. So,
0: I want to give one more thing on Andre Drummond, and then I'll give my opinion on the moves. Among all, this is from Duncan Smith NBA uh, on Twitter. (laughs) Among all centers who have played more than 10 games with a usage of over 20%, Andre Drummond has the worst true shooting percentage at 51.4%. He followed that tweet up by clarifying the usage is over 20, have played more than 10 games, and those players with that usage in those um, 10 games or more games have played 11 minutes per game or more so those are the filters on that but basically what it means is Andre Drummond has the worst true shooting percentage in the league out of centers that get the touches and the amount of plays per possession mm-hmm. or touches per possession that Andre Drummond gets do you think that correlates with Detroit having the lowest true shoot one of the lowest true shooting percentages in the league every year when one of your top players who leads your team in field goal times per game mm-hmm. has the worst mm-hmm. true <clears throat> shooting percentage at his position yeah That's just another reason. You know, now you factor in the amount of turnovers he's committing. Yeah, he rebounds. He's he's the best rebounder in the game. Mm -hmm. That's not really a question. But that other stuff just kind of adds up. It's just the laziness on the floor. It's the bad attitude. It's the, if you don't get Andre touches, then he's just going to check out. Sorry. We don't got time for that in Detroit. Everybody talks about this. You know. Detroit hustle, Detroit pride. Tom Gora says on the interview versus the Lakers at halftime, we've got a winning culture here. Not in your era, dude. Like, we haven't won anything. Yeah, we made the eight seed one year and got swept. That's not a winning culture. And guess what? Andre Drummond, I'm going to say it right now, is not a winner. And Detroit has to convince somebody that he could go there and help them win. But Andres fool's gold. That guy will never be a winner in this league. Mark it right now. Never! So, going back to the moves, I think, we'll all agree, Andre's, if I have the Pistons decide to trade on Drummond, it wouldn't happen until the offseason. Mm-hmm. Unless a big, big opportunity came up for a player, I don't know, let's just throw a name out there, like CJ McCollum, okay? I think they could make moves in the regular season. I think the guys that they could trade are Ish Reggie Bullock, and Stanley Johnson. I think those are names to watch out for. Um, Ish Smith, obviously, because if Detroit's not, you know, if Detroit's not going to win. Ishmith's coming off the books. The team's going to want Ish because he's Get a solid player. Him. Reggie Bullock, he's coming off the books. A Get winning team. Can, can,
1: can I finish my point with that real quick? Yeah. <clears throat> All right,
0: because I didn't finish.
1: I wasn't even close to finishing my point. You cut him off. No, I you want to, I want I'm Aaron, am kidding, kidding. I want kidding. Aaron Smiles to get his point in. Because I knew Aaron <laughs> had a good point about Andre Drummond there. Jerk. If this team clearly the plan would be and they would sit down with Blake Griffin and they would talk about it. Because I feel like everything you do right now has to be talked and sat down with like he's the a quarterback. A good
0: franchise would do that. Yes. Like a, let's okay.
1: That. Yes, a good franchise would do that. The Pistons have not proven to be a good franchise in over a decade. But you almost have to treat him like he's your quarterback, because he is. You have to sit him down, and he has to be involved in discussions. Anyway, like the Ish Smith said, he comes back, nothing happens. The unintentional, intentional tank. I would trade Reggie Bullock, because like I said, I'm not re-signing him, to the Boston Celtics, because they have four, count them, four first-round picks this year. Four. That's asinine. Ha ha ha. I would trade him to Boston for one of those lower end first round picks. Those picks are going to, that one of that pick is going to come between 22 and 25 probably. You at 22 and 22 from 22 to 25 in this draft are going to be able to draft a very 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 good shooter and somewhat of a playmaker in a guy named Jordan Poole. He's coming out in this draft. He's going to be a lower end first round pick like that. And if you keep your first-round pick, which they better in this draft, the way they're playing, they could very well get lucky in the lottery and pick in the top three. But let's say they don't. Let's say they get six or seven. You could see a guy like Cam Reddish fall to six or seven, or my one of my favorites, a guy who's very Giannis-like. He isn't Giannis, but he's very Giannis-like in Rui Hachimura. That's a 6'9", six, 6'10 six, guy who plays just like uh, Giannis does. Except with a better shot I'm not saying he is Giannis I'm not saying that But I think that could be a very 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 good player in this league All of a sudden you're going into your offseason Through the draft alone You've brought in a top level talent I feel like Because I feel like in the top 10 in this draft you It's not the strongest But I think you can find a very 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 good player And then you bring in a shooter If he's there And you have the ability To replace Reggie Bullock With a shooter and a playmaker that can fit in Dwayne Casey's system. Mm -hmm. And then, I would go for the Andre Drummond move. Bring it all home. And sorry, Pistons fans. I know we love Bruce Brown and we love Luke Kennard. But I do believe one of them would have to be involved in any sort of Andre Drummond trade. Pick your poison. One of them's got
0: to go. Give him Luke. Bruce plays with energy. Give him Luke. Sorry. I was buying into what you were saying as you were saying it. Um, But it's really sad. Of course...
1: That's all hopeful. I get it's all hopeful. We can't, can't play out how everything's going to happen, but I think that is the right course of action for this team to take.
0: It's just really sad that, and I said this before we got on the podcast, but it's really sad that I'm going to have to start really going into some draft profiles and doing some scouting on players.
1: Not something we, we wanted to season. do. Not As something you, we thought was going to you know, happen.
0: And, and not just like overall, because I do that anyway. But in the first, you know, in the top ten for the Pistons, it's
1: just not something we thought we were going to have to do this year. No, it's really not.
0: No, it's surprising. It's, it's sad because it just shows how much went wrong with this team. There's so much wrong Everything with went wrong. How did, we, how did we think that this team could compete for a, 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 a home playoff series? Let me put this into perspective for you. I know what Brent's going to say. Well, Aaron, you thought that. I didn't think that. So I'm, I'm not wrong. You know, I knew the Pistons were going to do this. I knew they were going to go 5 and 16 in the last 21 games. I knew that was going to happen. You, know? you just thought they were going to win out. You know, you thought they were going to go 81 and 0,
1: 82 and 0,
0: go 16 0 in the playoffs. You know,
1: that's what you thought. Do so I sound like that? It's not on me,
0: you know. Do I sound like that? Um, maybe a little
1: bit. I think that's pretty good. Uh, I shit. think that's a pretty good impersonation. Shit. Okay, well, he took the words right out
0: of my mouth. No, I'm kidding. Uh, I was actually going in a totally different direction and was going to have a nice, you know, professional transition into our final topic. But instead, I will comment on these remarks uh, in my official presser. Uh, yes, I heard Aaron's comments uh, about what he thought I would say on the podcast, and I just have to reply to that. I did say ceiling for the Pistons was a six seed, and I'm just putting that out there. And now we are moving on. So let me put this into perspective for you. Here's how bad the Pistons are. There is a sector of Pistons Twitter, Pistons fans that are seriously calling for Stan Van Gundy to return to Detroit. They want SVG back. And I don't know whether to just call those people like sick or I don't I don't know. I don't have words. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't have anything to say. It just they're calling for look, SBG back. Look, I got tagged in a, in a video made by a fan yesterday about bringing Stan Van Gundy back. It was I found it comedic. You know, the thing is, if you don't like Dwayne Casey, that's <laughs> fine. But we went through four years of Stan Van Gundy. We have one playoff appearance. And I get Reggie Jackson was hurt for a time in, in those seasons. But this team just wasn't good under Stan Van Gundy, okay? And Stan Van Gundy also created this roster. Yeah. He cash-strapped this roster. And he literally got to pick his own team. And that's how they performed. You know, we've said this before, but there were nights when the Pistons, and maybe they're doing that right now, too, with Dwayne Casey, but there were nights under Stan Van Gundy where the Pistons just, didn't even come out to play. Well, it looks like the last about six games for the Pistons too. But you know, I, I I think Stan Van Gundy. I like Stan I, Van Gundy.
1: I Van. think if anything, if anything, the players not coming out to play for Stan Van certain nights, and it was obvious. And now the players not coming to play for Dwayne Casey certain nights, and it's obvious. Only proves the point being made by us. That a change in the locker room in terms of players and who have been there for a long time who are in charge of the locker room needs to be made.
0: Bingo! This, this was good. Like That was like a professional, like everything just came full circle. It is all coming full circle. It. You can't have
1: something last this long without some movement.
0: I agree with that because... One-eighth seed appearance
1: proves you cannot continue on this path, on this course. So stop it. It's so annoying watching this, the fan base, just go to war for some of these players that don't do shit for this team. We don't do anything. This team does nothing. One-eighth seed appearance in however many years it's been... In a decade of just incompetence You should not be going to war The way we go to war For some of these players Honestly, yes Specifically, let's name names Andre Drummond Duncan Smith's tweet Proves our point Yeah, he cleans up on the boards But his to- true shooting percentage Is ass What are we fighting for? I
0: mean, what are we fighting for? It's it's like They're going to war over the players and in the past few weeks, Pistons Tour has gone to war is, with one another.
1: It's eating itself alive. We we're like it's like we're getting tricked by Tom Goris and his goons into thinking this is the right thing. And we need to follow these players because they know all the right the front office is making all the right moves, and these are the best players. And we just need to go over them and we need to just trust them and have their backs at all times. No. A decade of incompetence says no. If you follow the pattern, the pattern isn't changing. We are in at least two to three more years minimum of incompetence. That's going on almost a decade and a half. What are we doing? We are the Sacramento Kings.
0: It's bad. That the Sacramento Kings have a brighter future than the Pistons. I just had to We're say. We're sitting there ah! watching the game last night, going like, "Damn, this team's not bad." The you Sacramento got, like, Kings Darren are my Fox, favorite young Bagley, team. In the NBA. NBA. Justin Jackson, Willie Cauley Stein, Bogdanovich. Like, they got <laughs> some <and> guys. So awesome many <laughs> players. And and <laughs> Buddy you know, Can say Harry Giles? Because Harry Giles is going to be one of the best centers in the league one day. I so, think I agree. He is on track Darren for Fox, it. De'Aaron Fox has become a. a the a jump, damn that, near young the jump that young man has taken. The jump that young man has taken. Darren Fox is the best player on that floor last night. Darren Fox. And Harry Giles has superstar potential. Star potential. The very good player potential. Hey, we have a superstar. (laughs) Buddy Heel is just a walking bucket. Dude can score. Marvin Bagley. He's I think he's gonna be fantastic. He's got twenty and ten potential on a nightly basis. I think he's gonna be fantastic. And then they have competent role players. Bogdan Bogdanovich can shoot, can play make, can get to the basket. He had one drive to the basket yesterday where he got through, made a real nice move, finished yeah. in traffic, got fouled, and it was like just nothing. It was like damn. Justin Jackson can shoot it a little bit. A Great
1: score to have coming <clears throat> off your bench. You know, like, he's, yeah. He's
0: not perfect yet, but there's talent there. Yogi Farrell's a young guy that can contribute as a backup guard. Dude, they got they they have eight they have an eight man rotation that's more exciting than anything Detroit puts on the floor. Way more exciting They're 500 in the Western Conference And Detroit six games under in the East
1: What would Sacramento be doing in the East, boys? What would they be doing Five in the
0: seed East? Five seed They're getting seed. production out of Iman Shumper I Everything mean, They
1: are It's just a complete difference hey, But how An organization should be run mm-hmm. And that's with
0: And that's with Ownership And, front, and a front office Vladi Divac And Vivek Ranadev I don't know if that's how you say his name. But that's what the front office and ownership that are not very good either. But they've kind of stepped back. Yeah. They've let Dave Yeager do his thing. And look at this team with this young talent that we thought was a bottom of the league team coming into the year. Yeah. Look at how they're playing in the they West. They're playing they so points. fast. They are 500. They play so fast. 30, 42 games into their season. They have the third pa- fastest pace in the league. They Literally, the Pistons look like they didn't watch any film on the Kings. Because we know... As soon as you score, the Kings are going down court. Literally. And four or five times within the first half. Pistons score, full court pass, Kings get a bucket within two seconds. Because they just run. Shot clock dumb. didn't even they start. They legs. They got legs, man. Oh, my God. It was exciting to watch them play. It was. If last night, watching that Kings game wasn't a
1: referendum for us as Pistons fans that, hey... We need a change of guard. We want to get younger. We want to evolve with the game. We want to truly build a lot around Blake Griffin because we don't need our superstar checking out, like Brendan said. Then I don't know what is.
0: I think we found our trade partner for Ish Smith. Style of play, likes to play. that. I agree. Bring veteran presence. Ish Smith would pick perfect. I'm ta- the Giles. Oh, my oh God. God. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> <wish. laughs> no. We
1: will see. When Ish Smith comes back, probably in a couple games, they'll do that ten to twelve game window because that's their move. And how it goes from there is what it will but they, determine. But
0: they don't have very long. Trade the trade deadline isn't the trade deadline. February first. They, they
1: don't have ten to twelve. Games. Oh, they don't have 10 to twelve. I thought it was. A, I thought I they had th- another week on it. Maybe yeah, it when's Ish returning? Maybe it is. Well, yeah. he could
0: be back any game now. They're talking. Right, I,
1: th- I thought we had another week after. I thought it was around The I think or it's maybe February it's the first. first. Maybe it's the first. Maybe you're right. I'm wrong there. Okay, so you got the six to eight game window. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. So you See what happens out. Let's
0: say Ish returns Versus the Clippers You'd have 10 games Before the deadline Alright okay. so you got
1: 6 to 8 to 9 game window And if it's If it's just ass From there on out I, I would Boston needs another Shooter to compete I would be, Hey Boston One of your first great, round picks That's a great idea Reggie Bullock Please and thank you That's an expiring contract For you And a shooter I'll take your pick And then yes Ish to Sacramento Would be great for them
0: because Boston, Boston can use all the help they can get right now. They yes, need it. Yes, they are putting it together. They really are. I'm writing about it right now, how the Celtics have pretty much they figured out their issues. but Not so much with Jalen Brown. Yeah, when you can get a top-of-the-line shooter in the league, can also defend competently, and he's on that good of a contract, and you only have to give up a back-end first-round pick when you have four of them. Four of them? I, Danny Ainge... I think he's a guy that would may make the move. Yeah. But Danny Ainge is very protective with his So picks.
1: protective with those picks.
0: So, we'll see. But that is a good idea that I I hadn't even thought about. You know, I even I didn't even think about it, but that would make sense. And Boston may need someone to take Jalen's Brown minutes if he can't figure it out. Yeah. Or if Boston can turn on the wing, I mean Reggie Bullock can play 2 3. He played the he played some a guy who's shooting
1: day. out of the gym, literally out of this galaxy. He is shooting so well right now Reggie Bullock. How do you not pull the trigger on that if you're a winning, competing team?
0: And the thing is, teams can zone in on Bullock when he's when he's with Detroit. They you're can't. Because about Blake Griffin. Yes,
1: you cannot zone in on Reggie Bullock when you're putting out Kyrie and Hayward and Tatum and Horford and Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart and, and, and Reggie Bullock and Jalen Brown if he gets his Man. stuff together. You cannot focus in on Reggie Wri- Bullock.
0: Writing about this in that piece that I'm working on, but wow, Marcus Morris. What a season for him. What a season for him. I mean... Why? Why? Why couldn't he be silly with the Pistons right now? The dude is the dude is killing it. Career numbers on career efficiency. He's hey, who who talked about Kyrie please, at the beginning of the year? Who? Haven't? Who? Please, what I talking about? Talking Kyrie? about Kyrie. I who? I'm who? talking about Marcus Morris. We're talking oh, about Marcus Morris. Sorry, I was also thinking about Kyrie and the level he's been playing at lately too. Marcus sorry. Morris is having. I just got excited thinking about the Celtics. That's how much I was paying attention. Marcus to. Morris is having one of the most efficient seasons possible. Fifty over 50% from the field, 45% from the three point line. Good for 88% him. from free throw line, nearly 61% efficiency field goal percentage. Only 3 players have matched or exceeded these percentages in a full season. Those players are Steve Kerr, Steve Nash, and Stephen Curry. Elite elite elite, elite level and efficiency right now. right now for I Marcus mean, Morris. I mean, I hate I, I don't think he'll get it, but maybe he should be getting consideration for an All-Star nod.
1: I don't see why not. He's not going to get it, but I don't see why not. I don't see why not. Well, I think that wraps
0: it up for today, though, boys. I was going to say, long pod today as Blake Griffin is still resting in preparation for that big showdown back at Staples Center as they take on the Clippers, the Pistons. we got to talk about that for a minute.
1: Just for a second, I hope Blake puts up 50. If I I, I want to win there, I'm more than anything, him. I'm, I'm glad, glad they, they did. Him so we can play in Los Angeles? More than anything, I want Blake to put up a fifty burger. Can Blake like, I punch somebody there? Can he get a, in a fight? A-
0: he's got to punch the equipment manager again. Is that S- who he's got to punch? Somebody. Just, I want to see a fight. I don't even care about the win. Is, is there, there anyone a there? No. Fighting? I need Blake to win. has gone. DeAndre Jordan's no, gone. No. I need
1: I need Blake to literally go out, put the fifty burger up. Doc. 12, 13 boards, eight assists. The win, big time I need that for him I He he needs that to, for his sanity right now The way this team's playing And I need that as a fan for Unfortunately, him Unfortunately, more likely outcome Tobias Harris goes for 35 yes. Pistons is yeah. by 17 yeah. Blake puts up 10-4-4 four and four Because it just couldn't
0: get it going anything The whole that, night You think there's anything to do with the slow play To start the road trip And preparation to have all in Versus the Clippers
1: That would be a nonsense move That would be heinous. So I really hope not.
0: I like that word, heinous. That's a good word right
1: there. You've been watching some Law & Order lately? (laughs) No, no, I haven't. (laughs) But that would be be ridiculous if that was the strategy. So I sure as hell hope not.
0: But you also sure as hell wouldn't be surprised. I absolutely would not be surprised. (laughs) So this is very much a second-rate organization. Oh, yeah. So the Pistons have three games before we pod again next week. They have the Clippers on Saturday. They're at Utah on Monday. They come home to play the Magic on Wednesday at Little Caesars Arena before we pod uh, on Friday before that Miami game at home. So we'll get into all of that. So the Pistons, they got to make a move. We talked about this. Let us know your thoughts. You can tweet at us at Palace of Pistons. You can tweet at Aaron at A. Johnson NBA, at Ryan at Ryan Pay myself at Media Brendan. You can like our Facebook page. You can follow us on Instagram at Palace Pistons. Uh, check out the website. There's a lot of good content out there, especially some recent columns, pistons.com You don't want to miss that. I know Aaron wants to put in a quick plug here as well. Yeah, I just want to say, Palace of Pistons on Twitter, at Palace Pistons, got over 1,400 Twitter followers the other day. You know, just another small milestone for us as a group. Just want to thank everyone for the continued support on that platform. It's definitely the platform that we've been on longest. So, appreciate your support there. We're going to continue to try to do some unique, things, content-wise, that you're not going to get at other Pistons websites. Um, you know, one thing I think that the people have liked is the Twitter game previews and game recaps. Uh, those have been fun, so I'm glad that we've gotten a positive response to those. So, uh, we're definitely trying to just continue to create unique content, and we appreciate your support, especially on that platform. You know, that, that, that account has almost surpassed my following on Twitter, uh, which is crazy because I've been around a lot longer than that account, so it just shows that we, you know, we, we have some great people that read, view, and follow us along on this trip, so I do really appreciate you guys. Well, again, thank you for your support. Keep checking us out. Facebook's the newest platform. Be sure to like the Facebook page and let your friends know as well. Also, like, rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Get your friends to do it. That's growing also. So the Pistons, big game Saturday in L.A. We'll see if Blake Griffin can secure that win, and we will see you next week here on the Palace of Pistons podcast.